0: welcome back to another episode of going through the motions with me callum and me alex how's it going guys the podcasting equivalent of of 12 of your posh friends Deciding that they're going to take the football away And so only they can play with the football <laughs> And no one else can join in with them Playing with the football oh. And none of them are allowed to leave Because they're all there And they're all making so much money Because they're all incredibly posh Absolutely
1: <laughs> absolutely. Shall we, so, shall we shall sit around political? <laughs> shall, shall we sit around in our leather wing-back chairs In our country club And just in, in, invite some homeless clubs Into the, in, into the club for a bit a charity. They're,
0: they're not allowed in, Alex. They're not allowed in not? we've been planning. We've been planning that. I mean, you're 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 closer to football than I am, and and look, there's, we're neither of us are particularly close look, I to will, football.
1: Look, I have absolutely no shame in admitting that ninety percent of my football Through knowledge. FIFA. It's FIFA, <laughs> the video, the video game, not the organisation.
0: But you, but you do well, you do well with it. Actually, you often impress me. You often impress me with your football knowledge. It's not something that I, uh, it's not something that I would ever uh, combine when, when you know with your look of a of a spotty plucky youth that has grown on too long, strapped with a violin, constantly nestled under his long beard. Oh, absolutely! And yet, when you talk of football, you talk of it as such passionate of. We are, we are. oh
1: yeah come absolutely. on you reds all this sort of stuff that, all, yeah all that fun stuff all, all i that. remember <laughs> i remember freaking out my family when um my uh my young my younger sister uh her boyfriend is a footballer and yeah. met him for the first time and we were and we were around a dinner table in a pub somewhere and uh, uh. i started chatting football to him uh, and I was and I was like cracking cracking jokes and stuff like that, and the rest of my family were looking at me like I just farted. It was just <laughs> it was just the most surreal experience. They were like, uh, "Who are you and what you what have you done? What have you done to Alex?" That's the real power play. That's the test of the,
0: the boyfriend, the new boyfriend test. Yes, yeah, but really do is. you really know your football? I know. You you're, you are you're kind of a utility player for a pub quiz for that level of knowledge as well. Because the sports round is the difficult one. Everyone everyone's a film buff. Everyone has a general knowledge understanding everyone knows their capital cities but it's always the sports fan that's interesting i'll often i have to bear that one in mind interesting um, oh, right. oh, you love <laughs> okay. your football um, don't you
1: well uh, yeah any excuse to get on your uh, on on your team yes on, on your quiz team because i know that's a coveted place Yes, and i don't exactly. and i don't often get a get an invite the but, mercury no, expressways the, uh, <laughs> uh, but on a serious note the news was bloody mental. Everyone went yeah. bananas over, they, they, over they, this they, announcement, they did. didn't they? Oh, do I, 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 you know, it was
0: like the revolt was bib, like biblical. I've never really? seen such yeah. a retort. And some of the stuff, like some of the airtime it was getting, um, it, it, and even like we were even chatting about it at our work and our work, you know, not no one's really particularly football related, but you couldn't really avoid it. It's uh. It it does show that there's a line. That it does show that there's a line to a lot of this stuff. And and I think people have obviously are gradually aware of the the billion dollar industry that that football is yeah. in Europe. And it's it's I think there's as as someone who's not a fan but who has been following this story pretty closely. It is a level of comfort for two reasons. One, that the fans do have morals, because often, Alex, it's tested the morals that they the morals that they present. Sometimes I'm uh, sometimes I'm, I'm I'm a little bit confused as to actually where it is. I mean, we still have to show racism the red card, Alex. <laughs> do you do. know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, but but and the second piece is, it is also nice to know where the line is to be drawn. That actually, it's unacceptable, and you want to stand up for the small team. It's a community game. It's the people's game. Oh, no,
1: absolutely. And what I were what i really enjoyed finding out about over the last couple of days is what football means to so many fans oh yeah what yeah. Fo- what football means to so many fans and i i think i've grown up not knowing any of that and again mm. I, my, my gateway into football was playing fifa in undergrad when i was in halls yeah uh, one of my flatmates brought an Xbox and the only game he wanted to play was FIFA. Therefore, I played FIFA because I wanted to play that. This wa- is like the shittest wa- origin story I've no, ever. No, no but it is, but it's totally true. And he was like I don't want to I don't want to play Halo, I want to play FIFA. Like, okay, fine, we'll play we'll play FIFA then. So, I played FIFA and I got addicted to it cuz <laughs> it, it's it's really addictive. And, you know, by proxy then I found out about all the clubs and all the yeah. players and, you know, blah 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 blah. But, but I never truly appreciated the roots of all these clubs especially in england in the premier league a lot of them are over a hundred years old yeah yeah. and they were and they were started by you know the working class for their area for their community yes and the pyramid structure of competition that means any team that does well can do well has survived to this day and was almost obliterated by these trillionaires yeah I mean, and, 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 and at finding like leicester... it that in the con in in that context i was like wow yeah this is really important i totally yeah. get why everyone is fucking livid over this i mean look at leicester city a couple of years ago exactly. look at that
0: rise to fit you know that like that's you, you don't get that those I, you big get six anymore.
1: don't want that to happen again No, they no. are more scared they're more scared of an imposter in in, in in inverted commas like leicester doing well than they are of each other Mental. like they don't they, they, you know manchester city manchester united will be rivals till the end of time but they know that they're going to be competitive and financial rivals till the end of time so actually they don't really care but they do very much care about a potential upset against burnley for example yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, exactly. for, for example and 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 they feel like they're giving burnley a free ride because guess what if you're Ma- if you're manchester united and you're burnley Burnley have just had the biggest rating boosts ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly, haven't, they? Exactly, haven't they? So yeah. these, so these big six have have apparently for for years, or the owners of them, have, I feel like they're just propping up lesser. Yeah, where's that's that, that that's totally what it should be about. Yeah, and I, yeah. and I love the fact that everyone's gotten up in arms and com- and complained about. It. The more I found out about it, the more I'm kind of like on that side and like because uh-huh. I have heard a lot of people cough americans and cough who wonder yes. what the big deal is because that's yes. what that's the system of all their all their sports and all, well, their, exactly. all their leagues yeah, yeah. and and to be fair once it's been explained to them they're all like oh yeah that's amazing yeah hold yeah. on to that yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like the nhs it's the NHS." <laughs>
0: I didn't know you're such a football fan, hey eh, mate. What about <laughs> that ref? What
1: about that referee? He was a he was a tit. The other oh, night. he was having a mare. He was what having, a mare. He was having a mare. What about that goal? If it had gone oh, in, it would yeah. have been a goal. Hey, that, yeah. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> no, I tell you what. The problem with Arsenal is they always try and walk it in. <laughs> what is that? Well, have you not? Have you not seen? Have you not seen that episode of the <laughs> IT Crowd?
0: No, we're not doing it. Oh, no, no, we're no. not doing this. We're not. We're not getting into this. No. Have you seen this? Do you remember have you not that? Seen this no, 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 no. no. As relevant.
1: It's when. It's when Moss. <laughs> it's when Moss. Yeah finds a website or he builds a website that auto generates football lingo that's it right it's brilliant and the postman (laughs) comes in and then he puts on this eastender's accent where he goes do you see that ludicrous display last night and it's like <laughs> you've never heard these sounds come out of this nerd's mouth in, a, in, a, in his entire life and what was wenger thinking bringing Walker on that early <laughs> the, the problem with arsenal is they always try and walk it in and he, these are just these are just these is just, just scripts like to to talk to real football fans brilliant alex we have a packed
0: show this week we have got News from Sony and from Disney about the new Spider-Man acquisition. We have got <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier news. We have got Shang-Chi trailer breakdowns. We have got Love, Death and Robots. We've got Ted Lasso trailer two. We're also we're having deep. to we're having to do our homework from last week because we haven't talked about F9. We haven't talked about Army of the Dead. There's been some Mission Impossible Seven locations. It's yep. such a packed show. <laughs> We're not even we're not even got on to talk about. Our feature this week, which is, of course, 2020's Apple TV's first animated feature, Wolfwalkers. Because, Alex, there's one thing I want to tell you is that we are a music and movies podcast. Are we, really? And each week, we will talk to you about some of the freshest, hottest releases for some of the most interesting and mechanically genius movies I think I've seen it in a long time. Yeah. I mean, I'm... I was watching this movie and so many thoughts were coming through my head. Just watching the, the way it was structured and it's, it's, when it, it's when it slightly changes from the 2D that you see and then it, it uses 2D to structure a 3D scenario. A Genius. Mental. Just genius.
1: Yeah. The, te- the technical accomplishment on this and with a perceived mission to make it look simple, the, the simplest thing in the world. Yeah, because I think yeah. nothing in it. It's only when you ask yourself how that you start to go, "Oh my god, that's that's amazing." Because I th- I reckon you could watch the whole of this movie and a lot of it, you would think you could think that maybe it's you know twenty year old animation styles and things like that. Mm. Mm. Uh, but it's not. It, it's really, really, really beautiful. I, I loved watching Wolf Walkers.
0: Did you? I mean, so. This is the, the, Did you know there's, there's a few of these movies? So Tom Moore, the, this is the third and final installment of his Irish folklore trilogy. So there is a couple more. Following his previous films, The Secret of Kells and Song of the Sea. So that was right, 2019 okay. and 2014 respectively. I have not seen either of those. No, I've not seen any of these. And I'm really intrigued to watch these movies because there was something just so... I mean, obviously, they're very Celtic and they're, you know, for us, obviously, being Scots, there's that Celtic um, mythos that kind of runs quite runs through it. And, yeah. and personally, I, I, I just kind of went, this, this, is, this is something so homely about this. And there was something so quite comforting about this. And hearing some of the voices, I mean, we have Sean Bean, who plays the daddy, plays that father figure. I can't believe he didn't die by the way there were
1: three times there were three times yeah. in this movie i counted them where i was like yeah. that, that's him gone That's yeah, him gone exactly. and he survived yeah and not was... least of which because it's it's sean bean and he always dies yeah exactly he, he's he's always this dies. might be the first sean bean film i've seen the where he doesn't die yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly, it might it might
0: be that. So the the music as well. So it's composed by Bruno Coulez. So mm-hmm. Bruno basically he he's, he kind of he specialises in almost sort of French um, or or and, and and a little bit of of uh, animated style movies and stuff. And I don't particularly recognise his back catalogue. Um, he has obviously he was involved with Secret of the Kells, which we talked about, which we talked about before, but. I thought it was I thought it was so interesting to 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 learn about some of the stuff that he's done in the past you know Himalaya some of these really interesting foreign uh, um animated movies that I've just never really been exposed to yeah. but we also had some other music that was taking place in this we had some some uh, vocals as well which was really nice to hear because it, it kind of had that almost dare I say like that that brave touch the sky kind of v- feel yeah, for absolutely. some of the music. So you had Keela and then music from Aurora, so who's a Norwegian singer. So she provided the vocals for a couple of the tracks. Um, you know, like like The Wolves and
1: and, and running with the wolves, which is beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah. Well I think so much of the soundtrack is really rooted in that Celtic tradition. Mm-hmm. And that folk music from that time was very centred around vocals. Mm. A lot of humming and a lot of singing and w- wailing, but not like bad wailing. Not bad wailing. Not bad, yeah. bad wailing, but no. I can't think of a better word than wailing, I'm sure <laughs> you'll agree. Unless you can think of something Anti-poaching. Oh, no, no, you're not talking about physically oh, no, wailing no, no, no. of the sea. Ah, now, <laughs> no. see, if I was talking about <laughs> wailing, 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 I would that? have said <laughs> wailing as opposed to wailing. It wasn't whaling in this movie. It's wolfing in this movie because they were tracking wolf, the wolfing. wolf walking.
0: Before we talk a little bit more about the actual plot in the movie, I do want to also mention something that blew me away as well. So Honor uh, Knifsi, I can't pronounce her. Niefsy, I can't pronounce her. Her name was twelve years old, and Eva Whittaker was eight years old during the recording of My this movie. Goodness. So they played Robin and Neve respectively. Honor Knifsi had done previous roles, but this was Whitaker's first ever acting role. Wow. I mean she's uh, to be fair, she's eight, but yeah. she's she's done more <laughs> than she was eight than I've ever done in my life absolutely and and, and the point I want to make and we'll we'll talk about this all the way through the the best thing about this movie was uh robin and and Maeve and their character yeah. interactions because the first half an hour was kind of i felt a little bit slow um but when those two got on screen together and you watch those two interacting. It was just, it was just lovely.
1: It was just really lovely. Actually, no, it, was it was really good. It was really nice, and it did kind of harken back to, you know, a lot of animated movies we've seen in the past. I, I, I think that the, the actual plot of this movie, if you took away all the style, animation, and like, you know, visual tone and motifs about it. I think the actual plot is fairly derivative of loads yes, of a other lot things. of stuff. Like yeah, yeah, we've yeah. seen this plot before.
0: I mean, I, we mentioned Brave. There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of How to Train Your Dragon. I felt there was kind of some of that elements of um, you know trust trusting a, a creature that's considered you know they, the, the villagers hate the wolves and you know they they yeah. want to kill them but they're actually not evil and stuff. I I, I, I do I do complete I do completely agree with that.
1: And that's not a negative to be. No, fair. no, no, of course. Like, of course is like, yeah. It's like a it's like a fable. It's like mm. fables are so important and mm, they and mm. they last forever. And that's why mm. we keep retelling those stories. Mm. And that doesn't mean that you should stop telling them just because we've heard them a thousand times. Like of I always course. I always say this to people who ask me why I play classical music, for example. Mm, because mm. it's a very it's a very valid question to go why are you, why are you still playing music that was written two three hundred years ago that yeah. we've all heard? how many different ways can we actually hear the same notes in the same yeah, order? Sure, and you're like that's a very va- that's, that's, that's a completely valid like argument,
0: but you do remixes, though, don't you, to you keep get, no, no no yeah, I get on
1: logic and I add in <laughs> drum and bass. that's what I do. It's not the real no but no, but that's the thing. It's in the interpretation. isn't it so Yes, yes so i go and hear different orchestras play the same piece i've heard that piece a thousand times but i will never hear it the same way each time And Mm. that's exactly the same way for these old stories being retold in new and fresh ways. Well, that's it. I mean,
0: I was I was reading somewhere. I don't have the actual fact a fact to hand. Um, but Tom Moore, who you know, he he is from Kill which is where the movie is set. And the the Wolf Walkers is an old it's an old folklore story. And so this is his interpretation of an old story that he was told quite a lot when he was a young boy. And and so there's and you can see that in this. You can see that that passion has kind of come through. It's it's there's family is quite strong heritage is quite strong in here but it is just a homage to um you know what you grew up with and and the environment that, that surrounded you and and it's interesting you were talking about uh, you know classical music and stuff because I think that there was almost an element of Shakespearean nature to the story. I mean, you had Maeve, whose second name is Irish, which is O McTeer, which translates into English as Young Wolf, and Robin Goodfellow is named after Robin Goodfellow from Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. I so, knew I recognised that. Yeah, name. exactly. So and and so you do have Midsummer Night's Dream esque Shakespearean kind of vibes. which yeah. yeah. I just I just thought was I thought was really I thought was a really nice film, and I think you know we we we've been talking about. A good Ten minutes about this movie and stuff, and I think we address the elephant in the room, which is this is not a conventional movie. We we talked a lot about superhero movies. We'll talk a lot about hard hitting dramas and Oscar Oscar winning movies. I mean, this movie has been nominated for uh, the the animated feature, best animated feature yeah. the, it, this year's Oscars. Yeah. But we, but we, I don't think the common person would walk stumble across this movie. I mean, Maddie's kind of said something to me. She sort of said, you know. Um, I don't think many people will have seen this movie when they see this this coming up on on Apple Podcasts as this is the next episode you know you might not get many people to watch it but I would hope, and I'm going to try and put this in the description. I would hope people do, because this is just, it's so great.
1: And it's such a new piece of, I would never have stumbled across this movie if we hadn't done this podcast. No, I mean, me neither. I was actually recommended this movie by my sister, actually. She, oh, cool. She watched it a couple of weekends ago and she said, watch that. It's really, really good. And then obviously, I was doing, you know, some research about Oscars. Obviously, as you said, it's mm. nominated for Best Animated Feature. And I think, uh, I just wanted to look look into it and I saw a trailer and I was like oh yeah I really really want to watch yeah. that and then yeah. after watching it I was so touched by it like it was so yeah. lovely and 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 yes I said it was a little bit of a derivative story but everything else around it the the art style The hand-drawn nature of it and you know the visual motifs and things like that i was like why is this just in best animated feature like this is an elevated art style like in many ways i see the more people make really great animated features i was looking at the list for best animated movies oh it's a tough one this year isn't it one it's a tough one but two if you put it side by side with the best picture category and i'm like I'll take the animated ones any day. Why? Absolutely. Why, why Absolutely. are why, why are these in like, you know, just a, a subcategory, if you will? Yes. And yes. why? Why is none of them? It's almost like an animated movie is not allowed to be in Best Picture. Ah, mm. oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, and well, I don't understand why that is because the endless possibilities that animation allow you. They. I feel like they should make the best movies. Quite right. Yeah, quite right. I mean, and so I mean, they should at least be put in the category.
0: Well, and, and I, it goes back to, you know, so I'm a bit of a fan of graphic novels, like comics and stuff. And there's a there's an age-old phrase, especially with some of Alan Moore's stuff or something like, take like Watchmen as an, as an example. There's an age-old phrase that applies to certain types of graphic novels, which say you could never make Put, you could never make a live adaptation of some of these things. You could you could never make this in real life. And some people see that as a challenge. Zack Snyder did with his interpretation of Watchmen. Um, and other people have, uh, you know, I'm using that as, a, as an example. But there's a reason why people say certain styles of animation, you couldn't remake it on the screen. It's because there's no way you can tell this. St- like the story is fully reliant upon the fact that yeah. it uses an animation style because it allows you to it allows your brain to be more imaginative with what you're seeing than you could ever be by seeing this in real life. So I, I want to go back to the discussion of the Oscars a little bit at the end. Yeah, and I yeah, also yeah. have a really interesting fact about why, because you said something there, which was the, the, the artist style and stuff. It's quite traditional. It's quite, it's quite, um, uh, the, 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 the there's quite an original method, but actually, I learned something so interesting about how they created some of the sequences that just proves that not only is it an old style of animation, but they also crafts with, with cutting edge technology. Yeah. But before we get to that, do you want to talk a little bit about some tracks that we loved? Oh, um, yeah. Because there were so many points throughout this movie where I, I just wanted to listen to the music because the, because the sequence that you were watching on screen, and I know that's you just want to listen to the music, but the sequence that you watched on screen just so perfectly matched what you had, and and I mean, not nothing was better than the track "Running with the Wolves." Um, you know when she, when when Mave says to Robin, "Close your eyes," you don't need them from here, yeah. um, and then you have just the, the the running with the wolves,
1: and you've got Aurora singing, and yeah. it, it was amazing. It oh, was so amazing. I'm I'm completely torn on that song. Are you? I am because it was so wonderful in the movie it it provided such a great like vehicle to experience robin's first foray into being a wolf yeah yeah, yeah and, right and her journey and it was a really driving track and i really really loved it and you know it's always nice to oh i'm it's gonna sound really flippant when it comes out of my mouth but it's nice to have a pop song in the yeah mind, in the exactly, i know i for, knew you were coming at this for idea. a little for a little light relief, as it were, just this is the of, touch. Oh, this, the, is this is touch the sky. It is touch the sky. Now, I obviously listen to the soundtrack afterwards. Yes, I didn't, I didn't like listening to this song afterwards. I, I, I thought it was a bit boring. out of the
0: con, out of the context. Out yes, the context I was going to say I was that. Like, eh, I could take that you, or leave do it. Do you know? So, but some of the other ones where I mean, I probably wouldn't listen to this soundtrack on its own. But when you pair it with the movie, yeah. it's like it's it's almost like two halves of a jigsaw
1: puzzle, on it's own, it just doesn't work. Yeah, you know, well, other ex- in 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 cases of Running with the Wolves, I would say yes, mm. I think. Most of the original tracks, and I would personally highlight both Robin's song and, and Maeve's, Maeve's song. song. Yes, I was at about to say to that this. Are, yep. They're both playful and folksy, but obviously, yes. one is rooted in the English tradition, and one of them is rooted in the Celtic tradition it's so great which is, is so great really 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 wonderful and actually it made me it kind of made me think that the whole thing was scored by one of our fam- favorite bands dreamer circus actually i felt oh
0: that, that's really great yeah the danish kind of, band yeah absolutely
1: which I, I don't know if you know they have actually scored a movie Alex, a Stop. Japanese movie that they scored. Do, we're gonna have to sit and we're do gonna, that. Gonna if have to do if that. you
0: didn't think we could get any nicheer on this podcast, we're gonna do a Japanese movie scored by a Danish folk band. Absolutely. L- listen to that. Listen to that. Do you, do you know? I want to talk about the the two tracks because Robin's track, as you say, very English old, old folks uh, sort of folklore style track. Maeve's track. I thought there was a level of ingenuity beyond the fact that she had her own motif. I actually found that the drums, when she were in, when we were introduced to her, the wolf walker, the tempo of the drum matches the the drumbeat of the wolves as they're running. Yeah. Um. And the, and to do that as an animated feature with a piece of music that's already made, I just thought it was so clever. I just thought it was so inventive with 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 that with that style of music and that and it shows just you know the wild nature of her. Um. And, and 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 then you combine that with some of the little sequences. Uh, you know, something that made me laugh was the Townies, you know when when the the spuds and the hat sequence. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and they had the gorgeous animated music of, of Maeve's song with the with the you know, the comedy you're watching on screen. And I'm like, This is just delightful. Like this is just lovely just to sit and watch. I mean you would you would you would want to just sit this on. If you had like if you have kids, like this is just a
1: great you know, maybe a little bit older kids. There's a couple of scenes of terror. Well, yeah, well, there, aren't, this is, aren't all the best animated movies the ones that can be cross platform, yeah. Well, anyone can watch it. Anyone can watch it, kids and adults alike. That are, yes. You know, always the best one because kids obviously appreciate different things than adults and vice versa. Yeah. And Yeah, I mean, I I feel like this has got something for everyone.
0: Yeah, something that I thought was really interesting, there was a sequence where Robin was in her home and we'd been watching a pretty animated sequence of her running through the woods and the wolves and she got back to her home. And something was quite jarring to me was the table and chairs... Because it's a 2D flat thing you're watching and you want to see some of the table, it was like a big square, the, the, the top of the table, like what they'd done is they, they it was like a binary animation of a table, but yeah. projected onto like a 3D background. And they, they did it, they did it sometimes, but then other times they didn't feel they need to do it. Right, And it, it what it stood out to me is there were some sequences where it was like, it was like watching art, like it was a piece of artwork, yeah. almost. It was like something, I'm trying to think of the art, it was like something like a Picasso style, almost. You know, when you, when you would have like this, the, the side profile of Robin's face, and then this weird table, and the chair was maybe like the size of the table and slightly bigger, and you've got a fruit ball on the table. Yeah. And I was like, it's quite like Picasso-esque,
1: No, it I is thought. weird, but... i I was really really thinking about this and that there's just a lovely little detail that's actually not a little detail at all it's actually quite huge in that the difference in the environments between the town and the woods Mm. is as simple but as jarring and as obvious as straight lines and Mm. curved lines Mm. all the trees in the woods I don't. I don't know if you noticed, but there were there wasn't a single straight branch or yeah, you're right or upright tree. It was always waving. It kind of looking like the sea and very very fluid and wild. Mm. And everything in the town was a straight line. All the houses were built up like wow, that's really clever. Built up like tenements. The whole town wall was a perfect square. Whenever you saw it from the background, and then perfectly symmetrically in the middle was the castle and the keep and everything mm. and then everything you experience in that town is either a grid or a straight line or a perfectly angled roof right. or whatever and obviously it was supposed to depict the kind of rigidity yeah, of yeah, the yeah. of the lord protector yeah. and that whole society and then you you, you oppose that With the fluid and wavy nature of the wild and the wolves, and all of that, and experiencing that contrast, it took me a while for me to actually notice it. But it does it. It makes you feel that difference before you've noticed that technical, that technical thing, which goes back to what you were saying about, you know, themes and motifs being. Reliant on the on the art that that's something yeah. you could only do with animation. You you couldn't build a set that was that rigidly square. You're right. You're right. To, yeah. and, you, and it wouldn't be noticeable. It wouldn't. It, it, it wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be noticeable. Whereas the way that they did it in here, it's so obvious that this is the rigid sort of kind of like a prison almost, yeah. and it very much looked like that. Well, I it think felt they all also- like that to Robin.
0: I think they matched it as well. You said contrast. there. I think they matched it with the color palette. Yeah. I think the colors of the forest and stuff, obviously the the autumns and the greens and the and the the oranges for the hair, and then you've got. I think it was quite more. Um, I guess you know your greys and your 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 muted colors almost yeah, for yeah, the yeah. for the village, which yeah, again, It matches what you're seeing around the the structure of what you're seeing on screen. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Something that I thought was quite interesting as well—we we talked about it's relatively generic story-wise—but something that I've never seen before is the whole idea that there's two bodies. Like when they become the wolf, it's not like they physically transform; they leave yeah. their body behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was quite good because I think that added to the threat of the story is that you you make yourself totally vulnerable whilst you're in the form of the wolf. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, I think I think not doing it that way, you're you're very much you're in danger of it becoming a werewolf story. Well well, so
0: I think the original Wolf Walker folklore is that it's based on the the werewolves of Kilcare or yeah, yeah. But, but actually I pref- I preferred it. I liked this way and as you say, because it, it gave that vulnerability. You know, we see Maeve with her mother who's, you know, she's trapped in the village.
1: And yeah. but I, it also made it also made for some incredible visual storytelling. Like when Maeve is reunited with with her mother but obviously Maeve at the time is in human form and her mother's in wolf form but then you see their spirits um in their opposite form for where they are embrace in light above them and the lines are blurred between human and wolf and you realize it's not a it's not a transformation that's just them that's just who they are and it's perfectly preserved in that one little scene and
0: it's lovely i'll get back i'll get back to that with my amazing fact at the end but do you know what i was reminded of when she was with her mum and when the wolves were all around her protected that kind of amazing it almost looked like a light bulb yeah and it's the wolves it was like wes anderson-esque i i kind found it of, was that yeah. kind of just a kind of flat it was like isle was, of dogs
1: it, yeah, sort yeah yeah of. i mean wes anderson's biggest thing the biggest thing that you notice in a wes anderson movie is everything is centralized
0: Right. So, yes. And that—that's what so, it was, wasn't it? So yeah. the,
1: the subject is always symmetrically right in the middle of the shot. Which, right. Which is weird until you realize it, and you go, "Why is that so weird?" And then, well, you because see we're so used go, to
0: the rule of thirds, aren't we? We're so used to the fact that you—if you, you know—you we've said this before—if you make nine segments on a screen, usually you're on the either the the two at the left that yeah. were the with the lines cross, or the two at the right, yeah. and you're right, yeah. It's and weird. so,
1: yeah, and so, yeah, that's why it's sort of gets that Wes Anderson vibe, but also it mirrors the art style of the 17th century. I'd Mm. say it looks like a tapestry.
0: Ah yes, it does. Yeah, you're right. And and I felt the complexity of the animation actually grew exponentially as the film progressed. Or maybe yeah, I was noticing yeah, yeah. it more. You know, like take like the crying animation. It was so inventive how they, they did that. Like the mechanics of seeing the tears. You know, like as a fluid thing running down. What is typically quite a you know, it's it's quite stunted. It's maybe a little bit jarring yeah. at the start. It's quite it's stop motion esque. But the tears looked really fluid in the background. Yeah. Um. You know, it, and the borders of the screen start to shift like it, the aspect ratio zooms in a little bit when the yeah. characters are crying yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It, and it kind of has that flickering around the sequences and the shaking um, and it happens again when you know um, Robin's I'm just going to call him Sean Bean Sean Bean's told to kill Maeve's, 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 uh, Maeve's mother in wolf form Yeah. and it has that yeah I just oh, it was really really clever I thought it was really clever do you want to hear my fact Alex? Oh go on I know you've been dying so, to tell me I, lo- I just love this Right. according to this uh, according to an interview with Indie Wire page the wolf vision scenes so you're talking just about the wolf the wolf vision which is almost like your 3d there's a reason why it looks that way they were pre-visualized and built in a virtual reality environment rather than simply keeping those scenes to the virtual reality engine that they were using the animators printed out the 3d mode frames uh, frame by frame and reanimated all of it on paper with a charcoal yeah. And, and pencils, and this gives the scenes that unique three dimensional feel while still being hand drawn. That's
1: a, that's amazing. So everything you everything you see on the screen is a is a hand drawn still of virtual reality, of a virtual physically putting reality on virtual built, reality headset, yeah, built environment. How cool is that? Wonderful. Like, like,
0: like as a tech, like someone who's into technology and visuals and stuff in some of the movies. I just think that's
1: so bloody clever. Like, how you wouldn't even think of to do that as well. I know because if you just yeah, because if you just obviously we can see the product and we can Mm. see how special that hand drawn aspect of it, and it provides that little extra something that Mm. just makes it so wonderful to experience. But imagine sitting there and go, right, we're actually gonna do like all the work in this. Virtual environment, cutting edge technology, the height of animation, stuff like that. But then we're going to go back and spend the amount of man hours it would, it would require to do that to do it by hand and stuff like that. Somebody behind the scenes is going, um,
0: but it kind of makes think you got a budget you, for that. But it kind of <laughs> makes sense when you think
1: about it because it's like, how can you
0: elevate the traditional ways to do animation? Be you know, by harnessing technology of today, but still, but using it to reinforce traditional styles to animate, like yeah. that—that's a perfect. If if you you know that that almost feels like a mission statement this movie made to get it. They kind went, of, yeah. We're in twenty twenty one. You've got you know visual technologies coming out of the wazoo, but you we want to make this a can we want to make this a contemporary animation, but using traditional styles. That is fits the mission statement that yeah. fits the mission statement yeah um just back to the music alex I'll, I'll give a shout out, My favorite piece of music, and encourage. I think this was the only one where I felt really I could listen to this one as a standalone piece of music. Fair. And it's after um, Robin says to Maeve, she goes, "There's two of us now." At the end of the movie, um, you know, when they save when they save the mother, and you know, she sort of says, "You yeah. know, I'm, I'm here, I'm your friend." And there's a there's a beautiful piece of music being played called "Follow Me." Oh yeah, love that track. And, and "Follow oh. Me," I think, is was my favorite track. So if you, if you guys want specifically a, a track that um i guess just shows the fragility and, and the vulnerability of the characters and, and really just pairs at such an honest part of the movie follow me uh follow me is one that i that i thought was absolutely lovely and it's a lovely ending as well
1: it's a yeah. happy ending oh it's we don't a get... lovely ending I, there were so many times in this movie that i thought it wasn't gonna end happy me too particularly yeah, me too. number one obviously sean bean was yes. gonna, was supposed to die yeah he just was several bits first of all he goes out to hunt i'm like that that guy's not coming back that is sean bean exiting exiting game of thrones season one he's gone first third dad dad's dead and then she makes friends with his killer or something like that (laughs) this is where my dark sensibilities go to and then obviously other times throughout the movie, and then obviously the big final fight scene at the end. There are a couple of red herrings that I thought were going to happen that I'm so glad didn't. Like when yes. he turns into a a wolf at the end and fights the Lord Protector.
0: Sure Because what they did Was they went He pulled a sword out And I'm like He's going to get stabbed By a sword And he bites the sword And then he pulled a gun out And I'm like Ah it's going to get shot And then yeah. he pulls the dagger out And I'm like Right I can't take this No 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 he's but Between die.
1: those Between those um, He point, He works He works it out And points the gun At his body And you're oh, like no no, yeah, no 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 Yeah no, no. yeah yeah no. yeah no but what I thought Was going to happen Was obviously When he was biting down On the Lord Protector's armor Like over the cliff There was a bunch of like Wolf walker magic Coming out his teeth and that's I was like, right oh the bad guy's gonna turn into a wolf a man, wolf yeah the we're wolf gonna get battle. a scar am, versus yeah, simba yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really glad that that didn't happen i'm right super glad that that didn't happen
0: yeah exactly i guess before we wrap up and talk about this we, we touched on it at the start and you, you made a really great point alex about how it, it, it's such a sin that the animated features don't often feature in the best film but let's let's really zoom in on the animated because we've got this movie we've got soul yeah. we've got uh, onwards um I think we've got a couple of others which is probably worthwhile um you know taking a taking a look into I'm gonna have a quick look now actually yeah do a quick Google but but out of those first three we've seen all you've we've you seen onwards have you yeah yeah loved Onwards. Okay. It's great so w- w- out of those three I mean I, I would imagine they're the front runners i maybe maybe not yeah I would say so over the moon and Sean the sheep Farmageddon. Okay, we've oh, over the moon and Sean the Sheep. I mean, Sean the Sheep Farm again, I've heard is nothing but fantastic. I've, I've actually heard that that is,
1: it is an absolute riot, and I really yeah. want to see it. But as actually,
0: we, we, do you know, I think, we should, I think we should commit and do Over the Moon at some point as well soon because it's on Netflix. We've oh, okay. got Philip, Philippa Sue is, uh, is, is um, in that movie and she provides some music as well, singing uh, Love Someone New as well. Oh, lovely. So, you know, potentially in the running for next week's episode. Right. But that's a tough, that is a, that t- is a tough category. That is a,
1: that is a tough thing. If I'm being honest, if I'm giving it just out of mine, I'm still giving it to soul. I think yeah for me and yeah. not because I don't appreciate Wolf Walkers what it is because I really I think in other years wolf Walkers would would get this no no question no question yeah but I think soul just was such a study on the human condition and the afterlife and did it in such a poignant way and the, the storytelling of it was on another level and there's and there's there's almost the there's almost there's almost a the sense that with pixar's art style that we you know we've seen it a lot before and it gets better every time but it's still the same process and it's still the same thing so it, it it's you're often tempted to dismiss it or mm,
0: mm.
1: or be like well no we've seen this a lot before let's give it to something new like wolfwalkers but i do genuinely feel like i felt more yeah watching yeah. soul i it was more impactful for me as a story
0: yeah and as yeah, a, I, and
1: as a film uh, than wolfwalkers was I, I
0: i do think this is going to be a, t- a tough one i i mean i've i completely agree with you in what you're saying that you think soul will win i mean my we talk about those three onwards soul and wolf walkers um and i the reason i'm focused on those three is because i think you're right i think soul will win it yeah so i think my 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 predictions are i think soul will win it yeah i think but i think technically wolf walker should win it okay for the for the you know the technical achievement that we've talked about and how they've created it but actually, out of my favorites, it's actually Onwards. Yeah, I, I, know I would love is. to see Onwards. And there's a couple of reasons why Onward uh, is my favorite. And I, I would maybe go as far to say my favorite Pixar. It's in the top ten. That one pushed wow. its way in there when I really watched it. You know, I've, I'm a huge fan of Wally. i I'm a huge fan of the kind of weirder ones. Um, pick Onwards, Wall-E. Uh, you, you know, I think they're the they're the ones that definitely spring to mind for for me. Um, but I think Wolf Walker. If it wins, I completely understand why.
1: Hundred percent.
0: I I wouldn't expect Onward to win. I don't expect Onward to win. In no, fact. I don't either. But I'm pretty sure Soul will win. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, Soul I, will I, win. I would.
1: I'm. I don't know. I don't know if I'd bet the farm. But <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. But I'm fairly confident on a Soul win in that yeah. category fantastic I, although as i said I, I wish that animated movies were represented in best picture because i feel like so many of them uh, you know uh, i'm i used wolf walkers at the beginning as an example of it but soul is as well soul could very easily be best picture well here's a question for you alex if was was
0: isle of dogs that was an animated feature or was that in best pick best feature because the, the most recent West that was, I, was animated. That most recent yeah right but you, if there was got to be one film that could bridge that gap, it would be a Wes Anderson one, wouldn't it? And if if they're going to do, you it, are why right. Anyone, you, you yeah. are
1: you are right. But I think not for good reasons. Because I feel like yeah, the only it's the popularity. No, no, no one, Because isn't the it? only reason, the only re... because that's suggesting that only Wes Ad- Anderson as a traditional most um, live, ac- live yeah, action live action film ma- maker, only he. By bridging that gap, can bridge the gap in the category, which is inso facto suggesting that no other animated movies that is that are just made by animation studios could possibly win Best Picture, which is yeah, absolutely yeah. ludicrous. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yes,
0: no, I, I, I do, I do, I do know exactly what you mean. Do we? I mean, let's 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 just chat around the last question, which is how many thumbs up do you want to give this one? Two. Are you giving it two? I, I am. I, I think. It is a two thumbs up movie, but it's just made it there. And I would maybe say it's a high one, maybe a low two, because something, every, everything about this. The music that's that's paired with the movie is perfect, and it's the, as we talked about things like the drumbeat, the tempo matching the animation. Yeah. We talk, you know, we talk about the characters having their own individual themes. Some beautiful piece of music, like wolves when Merlin dies. I thought that was a very, uh, like a very honest piece of music. Yeah. Um, using probably not that many instruments, and you know, we know talk of the instrumentation. I think there's probably quite a small amount of instruments oh, that very make up much
1: so, very which, much Which so. is
0: which is really clever, and it's to be able to use. I just. I probably wouldn't listen to this soundtrack on its own. Is that bad of me?
1: No, it's not bad. It's not bad of you, but... Is that wrong? No, it's it's definitely not wrong either. I I find this soundtrack as a whole more engaging than a lot of other things I've listened to recently that we've given two thumbs up. So I don't necessarily re-listenability as an essential factor in a two thumbs up from from my perspective i totally understand. i think we're giving i, I think we're giving that. our
0: arbitrary rating system more 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 of a day in the court than it's required <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: we hate it we, we hate it why did we make it for ourselves no i mean if it's got Go. insane re-listenability that is a, that is obviously a big win that, mm, that is mm. very obviously a big win but i don't think it's essential
0: no absolutely
1: well definitely definitely an, a well earned two thumbs up Fabulous.
0: Moving forward?
1: Yeah, let's move it we got so, so much to much. unpack. Oh, okay, God. us let's, let's
0: start uh, in some sort of order. Falcon Winter Soldier. Fabulous. The final episode. Spoilers up top, everyone. Uh, what do you think, mate? What did you think of this episode? I hate his costume. Do you? See, I liked his costume a lot. I thought it was a lot of homages to other Captain Americas that we've seen and the comics.
1: Yeah, but I, the shoulder pads were I, a bit I, too I, much, yeah, though. I, I think you're right. That, that doesn't mean I like it. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know what yeah, I yeah. mean? And it's not that I didn't like because it it had a lot of white. It had a lot. Of it white. was very white, very. Bright. He cannot
0: eat anything. Like you know, if you're going to somewhere, you know, he can't eat a bowl of tomato soup. That's stain. I know. You know that would stain Absolutely beetroot. Not. Don't don't talk to me about beetroot, Sam. You yeah. can't eat it no, wearing can't. that. Can't. It's one or the other. <laughs>
1: get it on the red bits of the shield i think i think the thing that killed it for me as far as the suit goes is the bloody head thing what is that Oh, yeah, the, the kind it, of weird mask thing, he, he has yeah. goggles, but the mask only goes halfway up, so he, you still see it. it's got little holes bald. for his ears to it's cut. To for cut. His ear. And I'm like, that has
0: no tactical function whatsoever. It should have had some feathers coming out the top to really emphasize that he is the you know the eagle, the bald eagle of uh, of, of America. But I mean, that's what it was, wasn't it? It was the kind of bald eagle. He's typically bald for it but uh I, I thought it was good i thought the i mean it's clearly wakandan armor so that's yeah. probably vibranium wings yeah. which is about bloody time He oh, catches that up was, to the modern day i, I so, got i got hardware called out. update
1: I, I got called out last night because we were watching it me and ohem and uh, i said adamantium win- wings and she said uh, i thought it was vibranium and i was like oh and then I kind of. You fl- are
0: the biggest idiot ever, Alex.
1: And then I very flippantly went, oh, it's the strongest metal on earth. Who gives a fuck?
0: Oh, <laughs> for Alex, how could you even live with yourself for mixing up two imaginary elements? What a fool you have made yourself I out know, to be. Right. There is no possible coming back from that. I don't deserve that. to have a podcast. <laughs> Mate, no, I don't even. But it was, it was good. What did you think? I mean, I. I okay. Here, here we go. Right. I'm going to start with a little bit of a sweeping statement. I don't think this was a particularly good episode, and I I need to rewatch it. And I absolutely need to rewatch this one because I probably I wasn't I wasn't um I think I was I was pretty tired. I'd, I'd had a drink, and I was a bit like, "Cool, we'll watch this, and we'll get it done." <laughs> and and I
1: enjoyed it wait, for what it was. Way to enjoy the the wait finale, mate. mate. You
0: know it. You know it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know it. But the, the, I thought the CGI was pretty pretty i thought it was pretty shit to be honest (laughs) i thought it was terrible actually i
1: don't know if it was just my experience that day but like there was a lot of shaky cam yeah it was there was a lot it was a lot of shaky cam and i was like oh yeah hiding hiding a lot there i think a lot of it still looked really really great yeah i think they disguised a lot of things
0: Mm. The the I mean like there was some pretty cool sequence, you know, when you go count down from five and you take over the controls. Yeah and that was cool. I, I thought that I thought that was pretty inventive. The helicopter crash sequence was pretty pretty cool, I guess uh I read somewhere something someone put up somewhere they were like so his new suit could fly at around Mach two is is but he was he took off from Louisiana but he he got to New York or wherever it was um very very quickly he would have been flying at Mach two supersonic for at least one hour to get there in the time frame that was laid out from episode five to episode six and I'm like could you imagine flying at Mach two with no protection. <laughs> he's suit. just going
1: straight just, through the sky he just,
0: yeah he's just breaking the sound barrier and he's just like he's shot to bits and then he's got to like dance around i laughed at that like oh, someone, that did, is, someone that like really went into a deep like a deep technical um scientific really deep dive but time, i which mean made
1: me laugh. it's it's interesting because i feel like a lot of the criticisms that we would have about this last episode you know, justified or otherwise, I feel like are the same as one division. Last and episode everyone, of one division, and just the fight sequence, and that it's, it's the fight and the epilogue. Because yep. I find myself, you know, it's an hour, it's an hour long. Well, oh no, fifty minute, 50, fifty minute episode. Yeah, and then the fight was over about two thirds of the way through it, and then the last third was just like epilogue. And I was like, and you, you kind of when you're you're sitting down for the last episode, you kind of want. Want it to be structured in that episode, yes. and not structured in the context of the series of the series. And this yes, is, and this is structured in the context of the series, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that. So, so if I can interject,
0: because yeah. I think you're exactly right, and I think it's a hallmark of of this is the this is the the transition that. MCU are making from typically being used to feature films and moving it into the TV world like yeah. they need to they need to le- listen to the fans and i guarantee you like the the iterative nature of the MCU means that the season 2 for these two shows it, well if there is a season 2 for them i'm sure there will be falcon and winter soldier i know i know we'll talk about what's happening next afterwards in just a second yeah. but for future tv shows that come out from the MCU they they will I guarantee you, they will iterate the structure because they can't use the same format that they've used for all the MCU films in a TV series, as you've just talked about. Yeah, you know, leaving all the fight sequences to the end, like those. That works for a film, but it doesn't really work as a narrative for an episode without the context of the less rest, the the rest of the series. Yeah. So, I guarantee you, moving forward after these first few foires, fu- they're going to start bringing in people, uh, writers who are more technically able able to control a narrative using installments rather than one block uh, one block of um you know a feature yeah and and I I, I think I think do you this think this isn't we'll going to continue do you, I don't think this is going to continue do you think we'll saying. see
1: the same in Loki uh,
0: so yeah I think we will see the same in Loki because Again, the all these movies were kind of produced in in this same little era. We're still, you know, we're still in that transition era from yeah. moving from film to TV show. So I think Loki. It's a really good question. The, maybe not as much because Loki isn't known as such a. He's not a combative um, hero or, or
1: antihero. He he is yeah, a little bit the, more. I don't think there's going to be huge scenes of choreography.
0: No, but at the same Actually, time, no, there might be. No, well, I, I think at the same time. We will, we will see this. They will fall into the same trap, but they'll learn. You know, yeah. in twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, this will not be
1: the same style. And you know, to, like, to be fair, uh, it's not. It's not the most serious issue in the world. No it's like, not. It's you know, not. as soon as as soon as I sit and justify it to myself, I go, "Oh yeah, well of course of course the excitement's over at this point in the rest of it's epilogue because the story is actually 8 hours long and not what and not 50 minutes long." So, of course. Yeah. Of course it's like that. And as soon as I do that, I'm like, "Oh, well, I don't I don't, I don't really care enough." <laughs> what did you think about
0: the story? What did you think about the conclusion? Were you satisfied with everything? Yeah, I
1: was actually. And I think it really succeeded in doing what i thought it was going to do which was provide just a little bit of extra something
0: mm, for
1: mm. for these characters for people that want to enjoy these characters there's nothing that happens in this show that drastically alters the universe in any way and it kind of goes on to what i'm assuming the next point of news is is that the writers of this show have been uh, hired to write the next Captain America movie, yeah, Captain, Captain America four, Captain America four, which we are assuming is going to be all about Sam. And I kind of thought, oh well, what about the people that haven't watched Falcon and Winter Soldier? But then I thought, oh no, but at the end of, at the end of End he takes he gives the, shield. Him the shield. He he he, yeah. gets, he he gets given the shield, and there's no real hint that he doesn't really want it. He does take it reluctant, re- reluctantly. Like he does say, it feels like someone else's. Uh, but at the end of the day he's still holding it at the end of the day so if somebody went from endgame to captain america 4 and we see the post falcon and winter soldier sam yep that works and that, it's that, pleasure that, tot- that totally it's, works
0: they, they've they've managed to because because we'll see cap 4 we won't we won't be seeing another origin movie we, we've had the origin you know we've 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 had what the new Captain America looks like. And I love, like, they hit home so often. They hit home the points of, I'm Captain America. They hit home the points of Isaiah Bradley saying, a black man will never be Captain America. And then Sam justifying actually why, you know, no, I I am, I am, I am Captain America. And these yeah. are the reasons why I should be Captain America. And this yeah, is what I stand he, for. I mean, that, he that absolutely end speech, earned
1: it. He did. The, he really the end did. speech
0: was amazing. And, you know, ev- even just down to the 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 little parts of, of it, like, he makes a couple of statements as to, I don't have super soldier serum. I'm a real, you know, I'm I'm just a man. He says that quite a few times, which really just emphasizes the relatability of him as a character. Um, I liked it. And, and you know, we talk about Captain America quite a lot, but Bucky, he had a very satisfying conclusion. You know, we 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 are now going to be able to see Bucky on screen as someone who has gone through the meat grinder. And I firmly believe the next time we see Bucky on screen, he's going to be a leader. He's going to be a, someone who... You know, you don't have any question to his previous past and stuff, and he's been able to kind of shelf that, put that to one side, embrace it, and he's now a dependable character who people can, um, you know, he can mentor people yeah. now. He is—he's very sustained much feels leader.
1: much more like the Bucky that we knew in the first act of um, of Captain America one. Yes, yeah, of back yeah. to like nineteen forty. Because I, I think about his, you know, the long-haired, uh captain america winter soldier civil war version uh-huh. of his character and he's just so angry and like mentally destroyed mm-hmm. and i I love see i really love the character arc that he's gone through
0: what about john walker's character arc do you think that was satisfying do you think that was a little rushed
1: i don't no, i don't think it was rushed i think it was a bit anticlimactic because he yeah didn't, i don't think he ever he got to the brink Of full mental breakdown, and then he he kind of brought himself back to be on uh, to be on Falcon and Winter Soldier's side as they kind of team up at the end, and I was like,
0: yeah. So is he a goodie now? I don't quite understand. And then at the end, he's...
1: I kind of thought at the end of last week's episode that that was actually going to be the last that we saw of John Walker for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and we wouldn't see him in episode six. Because I thought he looked like properly deranged and obviously distraught at the death of his best friend and, you know, making his new shield, which sucked.
0: Yeah. No, but I like but uh, I think it was important to do that. I think it was important to show that. Like it's just this is just not this is his last ditch attempt to make a shit. It's not gonna work for him. Move on. I
1: think I would have preferred him not turn up in this e- in this last episode mm. and sort of be this kind of malevolent threat. You know yeah. that there's a super soldier US agent that's like a trained killer out yeah, yeah. there who's who thinks he's captain america but he's not and he's just completely deranged yeah and we know he's going to turn up at some point But the way yeah. he, it's left off at this one It's kind of like, oh, happy families And, you know, this new Julie Louise Dreyfus character Is, you know, going to Control him at some point in the future, but at the moment yeah. He's pretty happy in his life He's and just, sitting on just, his porch, I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just talking about John Walker And, and obviously as a music and movies podcast So in the scenes where John Walker decides to help people Instead of going for revenge, his theme Switches from a minor key to a major key To give it a more heroic sound. So this will symbolize Walker's embracing his new heroic role. Walker also faced a similar choice in Marvel Comics when serving in the West Coast Avengers. So a local sheriff donned the costume and began killing Latin refugees that were sneaking into the States. And Walker, in this series, confronted him. And he had to make the choice between chasing down the truck or helping to save a bunch of refugee children, but he ultimately chose to save. So these are these kind of choices that we see on screen. Obviously, every superhero gets that kind of thing. It's the Spider-Man. Do you save Mary Jane or do you save the... the, the, the the cable car that's falling sort of thing. But it's it just really emphasises that I think there is a good person in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and everyone loves a conflicted character. We all love Bucky. We, we love the idea. And, and Marvel do conflicted characters like nothing else. Who doesn't love Killmonger? Oh, my goodness. Um, who, doesn't, who doesn't love Andy Serkis just in general? Andy, yeah, exactly. Uh, and... Sharon Carter was the power broker, I guess. And she villain. I don't, I think it was a little bit messy, her. I'll be honest. The whole power broker thing. and
1: Yeah. Uh, it, was like, I don't... It, was a, it was a really crap reveal at the end, wasn't it? it was. Where she got her, she got her part and she was like, thank you. And then she turned, and, yeah. then, she, and then she does the kind of like turn away ev- instant evil face. So she is evil? Thing. I don't know. And you're like, oh, right, okay, fine. Anyway. Yeah good 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 wrap up
0: Definitely. like the series i i prefer eight out of ten this, yeah i i think it's a seven out of ten for me um i think looking at both series in its totality i can now see why you would prefer wandavision i think now yeah. it's 50 50 i think for a large part i preferred this but this last episode and how it's wrapped everything up maybe left me a little bit dissatisfied and i now know exactly what you mean by it's not essential viewing yeah um Excellent. Well, staying on the Marvel train, we had the first trailer for Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Yes, we did. um, Or the Ten Bracelets, as it seems. And I'm quite happy that they've made the decision to move away from rings and gauntlets and stones and fingers and powers and stuff. Even though each ring or gauntlet or or, um, bracelet is in this will represent a different power. Things like fire powers and ice powers and all this sort of stuff there. So we're we're getting some really uh, inventive, I think, fight sequences
1: in this what did you think of the trailer? I really, really loved it. And I really loved it for the reason that it looked to me like they were going to go for a bit of a different choreography style. Yes, we're, we're looked, really getting that martial arts. It, or more specifically that, not so much, because there's different kinds of martial arts. I don't know. There's like the Donnie Yen Ip Man style martial mm. arts, which is just like ultimate training kung fu type thing right and then, but there were just a few shots in here and now i will have to see more of it to know for sure but there were a few shots in here that made me suspect that we might see quite a bit of um wire martial arts a uh, crouching tiger. tiger yeah yeah i know of, I thought, the, I thought... of the you know the the floating and the mm. suspended jumpings and you know that really really beautiful style of of kung fu which i really and i love crouching tiger for that crouching tiger hero is another one Jet Mm. Li's hero is a beautiful Mm. example of that i love bulletproof monk (laughs) oh they do do that in bulletproof monk oh (laughs) that's that is a movie
0: that's a movie so it's interesting you're talking about the visual tones because actually bob i think it's Oh, I do not know the cinematography it's not typical marvel cinematography that you see in this it's a little bit different there's a bit more inventive you know the guy who did scott pilgrim was the same guy who's doing the cinematography for oh, okay, this one cool. so there's a little bit of the 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 you the styles of cinematography even in the trailer and I think we'll see this in the film They're like a mismatch. It's not going to be one succinct style. You know, we saw this when we saw some of the, as you say, the kind of the wire you know the wire fight sequences then yeah. you saw some of the sequences in what i'm assuming is west coast of america then you saw some of the sequences that are him in training and they all look just ever so slightly different there wasn't like one visual theme that sure, i felt okay. rolled throughout this trailer which is good in a way i think because what it does is it breaks away that this doesn't need to be a marvel movie you could watch this trailer as a standalone trailer but yeah. it it helps to enforce the fact that actually the marvel movies are bigger than the sum of their worth like they can they can be more and they can mean more to different people um and they can be viewed in different lights which which is really which is really important for this to do and and i think the biggest challenge that shang chi has is to validate itself as not another an an, an asian review on black panther and there's a couple of pieces in this trailer that i felt were a little Black Panther-esque, like particularly that fight sequence where we saw the like oversized animals and stuff fighting each other in a large, right. you know, that was kind of similar to the end fight sequence. Um, I, I'm also really keen, so we, we had the inclusion of the Death Dealer. So the Death Dealer is the white masked um, individual who oh, I'm not right. quite sure who that's going to be. I... I've got a spoiler that I do know someone who's going to be in there, and I'm, I'll, I'll say it just after this. Well, Bar- Baron Mordor, he's going to be in this movie. Basically, <laughs> So there's This one, I don't know who and that is. So, well, from from Doctor Strange.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah so he's yeah, yeah, so he's going to going to be in this movie. Yeah, oh fantastic! So
0: I, I think I think there's going to be a couple of extra smaller B style characters that we've seen in the past, and I wonder if one of them is the Death Dealer. I wonder if that is he's got a mask for a reason. I think we going to get a reveal. Oh, yeah, it could be Venom. Venom, um, to San Francisco. Yeah, well, and, and on that point of San Francisco, I did feel, we talked about the trailer, I got, some, I got some Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain America-esque vibes for that bus sequence, you know, when they're fighting in the bus, and, oh, uh, yeah. uh, which I thought was really fun. Also, really great to see Aquafina. Aquafina is, uh, so she plays, uh, I guess, the sidekick. I'm not quite sure her character's name in this, but she uh, obviously rose to fame in the second Jumanji movie. She has her own TV series, Aquafina, Hilarious comedian. Uh, very, very funny person. So I'm really excited to see more of her on the screen. She's got a really gritty, like, New York Queen's accent. Um, <laughs> nice. She's, I, she's, Love she's, that. She's, she's so funny. Yeah, she's no, such I'm a funny fan. individual. Um, and I spotted another funny thing in this, which I quite liked, is you saw them singing karaoke at one point oh yeah and in the background it had lyrics from a whole new world
1: really yeah. and God. i'm like
0: i bet at one point either they're gonna have that song you know throughout this is their song Do you know sing what to each that other. is
1: actually something that winds me up is, the disney, is the disney now Easter disney. Eggs. Yeah. you know yeah. when you know when got no strings on me came up in, in, in age of ultron, ultron. i was yeah. like stop it yeah yeah, they almost got they almost got away with it because obviously there was a lot of thematic relevance to that song as far Mm. as ultron being a puppet and blah 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 but we know it's owned by disney so it's too on the nose stop it yeah well
0: exactly they're going to put bare necessities in this one as well over them Or, or the horrendously culturally inappropriate music from aristocrats, the Siamese cats. What is it that they <laughs> oh, say? Oh my days. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that is horrendous when you look back at it now, isn't it? Oh, it is. Absolutely. But uh, mate, I can't wait for this movie. I, just, I can't remember. I mean, I'm excited for Black Widow. I was excited for any of the the twos or the threes, you know, the Guardians 2, the, yeah. the Ant-Man 2s, the, the Captain America 3s. But this is a movie that, when it was announced, I went more of this, please yeah. more of this, yeah, more, yeah. Big fan. more, more things like you know, just and, and and I know it's I know it's a drum that everyone beats, but it is just so important the representation. Just get it, just get it there. Just yeah. make sure that we are all in this together because this is an a, it's a cinematic universe, okay. And the part of being a cinematic universe is that we're all there, we're all yeah, in yeah, this, yeah. we're all feeling. in there. And, well, it's, and, and it it's very much, bang mu- on. If, I, bang I, on. I, I, I
1: very much feel like. In the in the argument of you're either in the water or out the water, Disney is in the water, mm, so mm. you know it's good, all in. And um, we talked a little bit about it at the start, just mentioning they've made a deal.
0: Sony have made a deal. We're gonna see Spider Man films on Disney Plus. I think Yay. at the end of this month, I won't have so, to
1: open a different app to watch my Spider Man movies. You know, it's funny they win. were on, they were on now TV for a while, but the the thing that always amazes
0: me is that sony never doubled down and made their own stream, and i'm thank god they didn't oh, yeah god sony I, I never the
1: only ones do, do, do you think do you think that maybe they've it's actually secretly a pretty good business model at the moment to be the to only not, studio yeah, i did to think n- this. to not have their own streaming service does that well, just I'm... make their the rights to their movies like insanely more valuable. Well,
0: I think so because typically a streaming service is never, you know, they're not known for making money. They're they're known for they're they're the content crusher, aren't they? They're yeah. they're the they're the supply to the demand. Sony are without doubt one of the most powerful. And yeah, there's got to be method to the madness. Mm. I I often I, it's the first thing that I thought of when someone brings that up is that. There's, there's got to be a reason why they haven't done it. So that'll be nice to start seeing But it's seeing not it. just uh, Spider-Man. It'll be other Sony properties that's as right. well, I Yeah, think. that's right. Yes, absolutely. I don't have the list in front of me. But I think even just for the sake of completion, you know what it's like? There's nothing worse than having your full James Bond set. All the VHS lines up and View to a Kill isn't there. And so that amazing almost tapestry oh, of yeah, Bond. yeah, the 007, those, those, thing, yeah. The 007 spines. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's amazing. And that's what I'm that, that's what i often reminded of when I look through Disney+ yeah can i tell
1: you a secret yeah go on my uncle had all of them and every time oh. i was around at his house i used to put them out of just, order no, no no just one of them oh. just take one of them and put it somewhere
0: else <laughs> you are an agent of chaos alex <laughs> you are an agent of anarchy can i talk to you about a trailer that i saw recently which blew me away and it's a series it's an anthology it's another animated series it's a netflix owned one and i don't know if you've watched it It's called Love, Death, and Robots. Now, Love, Death, and Robots came out, I believe, two years ago, series one, and it is 19 standalone 10 to 15-minute episodes, so it's very brief, very short, of wildly varying animation styles, of some pretty, and there's all adult mature content, so this isn't for your kids. Yeah. But Love, Death, and Robots came out, and it blew me away. I remember watching this whilst I was away on a trip. Do you remember going on trips, Alex? I do. <laughs> I remember what going... happens. <laughs> there are other places in the world, believe it or not, I outside remember this flat. I was on a, I was on a boat. I was sailing from Denmark out to Iceland, and I downloaded this entire series, and I watched this over the each day as we were on the uh, on the ship, and it was amazing. I just, I loved it, and I and I hold. You know when you hold a, a special piece of tv or film or whatever it is for a special place that you were in and you can't think of one without the yeah, other yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. I, I just
0: have a really nice relationship with this series and i encourage anyone to go and watch it it's amazing actually anyway they just released the second trailer and because it's an anthology series and because it's uh different styles of animation you can just overload and it's like a it's like an overload of the senses this trailer there's just it's wacky, and because it's it doesn't need to make sense. There doesn't need to be a narrative to the trailer. It's just putting all of its best parts of the best uh, episodes on display. And so you're left watching it, and I was like, I felt my jaw dropping as I was watching this trailer. It was amazing. It was just oh, mental. Cool. I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to have to watch that. Oh,
0: def- I'm going to have to watch that it, after, it's after so, we it's sign so- off it's so easy to get into like the, the barrier to entry. I know it's typical is like multiple series and all this sort of stuff. No, no, it's, it's, it's maybe like 19 or so episodes in the first series, which is such a weird number, yeah. but it's just little 10 episode uh, 10 minute chunks. And the, uh, it's brilliant. I can Lovely. recommend a, There's a couple of the ones that I can recommend uh, to you in there. there. There's one near the end, which I always go back to, which is like a machine that creates alternate histories. And it's all the different alternate oh, timelines geez. of Hitler was alive. It's really funny. Actually. It's like a oh, comedy. Cool. Um, Speaking of other trailers, we got a little a, f- a little sneak peek at Ted Lasso series yeah. two. I'm a
1: big fan of Ted Lasso. I know you
0: are. Yeah, so I are loved,
1: we. Yeah, I, oh, I loved it.
0: Did I thought, you? I, it been,
1: was lovely. I thought it was great.
0: Have you seen this trailer? I mean, there's not a huge yeah, amount of new yeah, stuff. Yeah, I watched. In here. I watched the
1: trailer. I mean, I'm, I get. I typically get less excited for you know sitcom trailers. So yeah, like, I mean, there's nothing really in them much, is there? Yeah, you don't really tease much. You're there. You're there for the characters and the, you know, the hijinks of the situations and stuff. But Which, wait a minute! Really... Here
0: comes Ted's brother, <laughs> and he's got
1: an even bigger moustache <laughs> and even more obnoxious trainers. <laughs> no, uh, but you know what I mean. Like you can't really, you can't really grab what people enjoy about those kind of shows. Just in those short trailers, right? Exactly. You, yeah, you can't yeah. really. You, you can put in a little Tedism quote sure. here and there, and you go, "Oh, okay, yeah, great."
0: We've oh, got I the agree. Believe poster, which I liked. I, I did we think did. that was really great. That episode when he smacked the Believe, and yeah. I, I I liked the way that the first series ended. I thought it was yeah. a really, it was a mature ending. It was an honest ending, and and it fitted to the show. Um, I still often watch the show, and I think there's not enough football in this. It's just a bit too lovey-dovey for it to really
1: have any sort of... I think as soon as credibility, you... Credibility. But then if you make it about the football and not about the team... mm it loses the point it loses the point
0: yeah no you you are right you are right it's it's my expectations because i am a thirsty jackal for (laughs) my things to win i want only what i want yeah you the rabid football (laughs) fan fan that you are exactly speaking of rabid fans i'm gonna let you take the the reins here now we've got a bit of homework to do alex we've missed our deadline last week we should have talked about two trailers that came out last week But one of them I know that you've watched and I know you're excited about, and that is, of course, the famous wrestling move by John Cena, which I don't know if you noticed, there's a little Easter egg. Um, I was a big fan of John Cena when he was a wrestler. His signature move, remember signature moves in the the wrestling? wrestling? His signature move was called the F9. And, of course we have Fast and Furious 9, our F9 trailer. Have you seen this? I've not seen this new trailer. What are you talking about? What world have I seen this trailer and you've not seen this trailer? I've
1: genuinely not seen the newest F9 trailer. Alex, it's...
0: I, I I made a I made a comment. You're not going to enjoy this comment, Alex. It's no, I uh, never it, enjoy any comment you make about a Fast and Furious. When <laughs> are you when
1: when are you going to just jump on? When are you going to get in the because, pool and, because... just, and just enjoy them for what they are? <laughs> no, but this is the thing, Alex. They've
0: done this too much, right? They've went, oh, we're we're a silly movie, and then they go, we're so silly. We take ourselves. We're a bad movie, oh, but we're good because we're so bad. Now. They're a bad movie in my eyes because they think they're good because they think they're being bad again. It's 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 too many. We've gone down too many rabbit holes with it. You right. watch it and I'm just like, I genuinely think they laugh at the fact that we laugh at ourselves for being idiots for watching this movie. Like, I genuinely yeah. think they're like, we know you're being self-deprecating by watching these movies, but we're still going to spoon feed you, even though you think you're being emotionally intelligent by calling yourselves the idiots by watching it. That's the new vibe uh, I get so from these movies. What you're
1: saying is it's too drippy in irony. <laughs> yeah, exactly. there's, there's, there's too much irony involved. Yeah. How, how, how many of these have you actually
0: seen? I've seen the one where they steal DVD players, and I've seen the one where they drift into. No, no, no too. right. So,
1: okay. So those are like the OG ones. That's uh, before they got silly. I mean, they were silly have, in different ways.
0: But. You don't have to watch the film. Uh, to watch you just have to watch the trailer and you've watched the film of this thing you know at one point they go to space there's a bit where a truck folds over in the sea it's his brother I'm your brother long lost agent but his brother was going to come back at one point I guarantee by 11 he's got a sister she's going to come into it it's going to be Charlize Theron if she hasn't been in it before Helen Mirren is the mum maybe she picks up we, we see Edinburgh though we see a bit of Edinburgh in the trailer yeah, which is absolutely. quite nice a yeah. bit of St Giles Cathedral after Bloody Vision had a go at it and then. Yeah. or Infinity War Infinity War yeah Um, it's a fine trailer I just watch
1: the movies
0: but but the thing is you know I can't but as I say it's like Vin Diesel that guy winds me up to no end I think he's just I think he's a bloody idiot he just like he comes across as such a I don't know he comes across like he's been hit on the head I really hope he hasn't been hit on the head <laughs> in everything. He just embodies 2003 in such a, like, in such a weird way. He Like, he's wearing a vest in everything he does, like a white vest and jeans. and It's, it's like, funny, that's I the just, point. Like, but it's...
1: Maybe That's I'm the point. It. Maybe I'm. Maybe you have yeah. to watch them. No, You're seeing all of this and you've not even watched them. Well, hey,
0: look. Here's me. Here's me being a, an action movie snob. When there's one trailer, again, we've, we're 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 behind Alex. We're not covering, and that is, of course, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead trailer. Yeah. Which, did you see this one? Please tell me you did can see I, this
1: uh, one. Can I? Um, can I make your jaw drop? Yeah, go for it. I'm uh, excited to watch a zombie movie now.
0: I am so happy to hear you say that because we're getting a zombie fight. And you know
1: me, this is the first time I've ever been even remotely interested in any zombie movie ever in my life, ever.
0: Now, deep question time, Alex. If it wasn't Zack Snyder's name attached to this,
1: what would you be thinking, honestly? Okay. First of all, there's more, obviously, Zack Snyder... Than just his name on it, like you can see with the shots and the color palette and everything that it's a Zack Snyder movie. Like for better or for worse, loads of people have lots of valid criticisms of Zack Snyder as a filmmaker, but visually, visually, you can tell when something's a Zack Snyder movie. You just can, and mm. it's a style that I particular uh, that I particularly like. Mm. And so that, so yes, that is a big thing about my motivations for seeing this movie mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. fact that it is a Zack Snyder movie but not just because it's a Zack Snyder movie because it's because I can see and I can feel that it's a Zack Snyder movie and I quite like his particular filmmaking style
0: yeah they're good did you see Dawn of the Dead his his 2004 uh remake of the George A. Romero no oh mate it's wonderful it's, it is one of the best zombie movies out there it's it's very clever it's it's pretty well structured it's I wasn't overly aware it was Zack Snyder watching. I always just thought it was just t- two thousand four Dawn of the Dead, and then it was only after I've started really getting into film and movie when I went back to it. and I went, "Oh, that was Zack Snyder." I didn't realize yeah. that was him. And you, you can see Zack Snyder kind of coming out the screen, or you know, a slightly more immature version of him in some of the sequences. Yeah. Um, th- there's some really, there's some really great bits in it. I always, it always blows my mind when I see Ty Burrell is in it as well, like a young Ty Burrell. Oh, he's, really? He's, brilliant. He's very funny, and, <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's just a wonderful movie that's a great homage to zombies and it's nice to see him go back to it but then add the twist. Dave Batista, he looks huge, doesn't he? I'm like, a big fan what of Dave Batista. Yeah, he's great. So I'm, I'm I'm excited for that. I'm excited for this. And the great thing about Netflix films when they put the trailer out is that the the, the actual film's only gonna be a couple of months away or less than. I think it's yeah. about a month. It's
1: in May that's being released. So Yeah no it's really, really quick. Remember when remember when you had trailers come out for movies and they were like 12 months away. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. God damn yeah Gotta netflix so netflix, have,
0: netflix have sorted that netflix have done that which i love the last thing to talk about and i do you know what's funny i wrote down in my notes mission impossible 7 trailer and i was like i didn't see a trailer for yeah, this no so, trailer. I, so i put into google uh, and put to youtube mission impossible 7 and then it auto-corrected to trailer as in do you want to see a trailer and i forget like it always takes me to one of these fan-made trailers where they just yeah, put yeah, clips yeah, of yeah, all yeah. this stuff together and, stuff, and i always watch those and i'm like who the Fuck that! Like, why would you spend your
1: time doing that? Oh,
0: who, who, who makes trailers from clips yeah, of
1: other? But bits? then you see how many views they've got, and you're gone. All right, okay, that's why. <laughs> have you ever? Honestly, now, have you ever fallen for one? Oh, of course, yeah, I can't I've rem- fallen I can't, for it yeah, so many times. I can't remember. I couldn't tell you an example of a movie that I have fought Probably a Marvel movie. In, for me, it was a James days. Bond.
0: James Bond movies. I've oh, fallen you for you it might the be right. You yeah. might
1: be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but no, the, the news on Mission Impossible Seven is being filmed up in Yorkshire, and I've got a couple of friends who 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 sort of live up there, live up in the north, and some of the stuff, some of the the local newspapers are going fucking bananas up there. It's hilarious, some of the stuff, and like I've seen a couple of like people who've like filmed him on their phone or you know got up to himself, and, and obviously he's being very COVID safe, and he's like very much a champion for that in the, in the in the um you know the the kind of making sure that everyone has their job we was very vocal about that a couple of months ago oh yeah but some of the stuff the newspapers are reporting, some of the pun headlines, and I don't have any to hand here, but I strongly encourage you to look at local newspapers from the Yorkshire region. It's literally like, it's literally like, <laughs> never it's, literally like <laughs> it's literally like the Queen has died or something. Like, it's just like, it's there's nothing but Tom Cruise news. They've done like full four or five page spreads Jeez. on him getting out of a
1: car. Well, it's, it's, it's remember so when, funny. Do you remember when George and Amal Clooney came to Edinburgh?
0: Oh, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: was <laughs> like he would thought it was the second coming it was
0: just amazing it was so funny um oh, never change local news don't you do you know our our local newspaper the courier oh, yeah, have you yeah, ever yeah. have you ever read one of that recently Co- i it's mean not just, recently
1: but oh, oh it's wasn't glorious it?
0: you you did you weren't even from our hometown if you weren't featured at one point in your life in the courier for yeah. something for some like arts and craft show you came fifth place in or something Absolutely. like that oh what about I, I love local newspapers We're gonna plug local small newspaper. town, go on, go, small go town get, feel love amazing that. oh anyway that's that's all i have here for you alex what i mean so much it's nice to see that things are really picking up again isn't it it's Absolutely. nice to hear that we're going to be
1: back in the cinemas again i suppose in... the last thing i suppose the last thing to really touch on is that by this episode by the time this episode comes out uh the oscars will have happened oh yes they will have because it's, it's sunday night isn't it nomad land's got to clean up doesn't it we haven't had a chance to watch it yet have we no we haven't but um that's going to be a very interesting one we've made various predictions about Mm. things in the past no doubt we'll do a recap yes next week on what we think the undeniable snubs that there will be is that going to be our next week's episode is it should we we do yeah oscar Oscar special special, i think yeah
0: fine yeah no worries no worries
1: sounds good Alex, what do they have to do next? Well, now, I highly recommend... Oh, okay. ...highly Mm -hmm. that you go into the Apple Podcast app. Find us on there. Give us a cheeky little five-star rating. You can also leave us a review, or if you don't want to leave us a review, you can tell us your favourite movie. Tell us your favourite movie soundtrack. Mm. We loved to see and hear all of it. You can also find us on many, many other platforms that... You like to listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get more directly in touch with the show, we have an email address as well, don't we, Callum? We
0: do, and that is motionspod at gmail.com. And we do promise we will action some of them. I think I think the next one, we I think we're going to get on to um well i i won't spoil it next week we're also going to do the oscars but we, yeah. we are oh, definitely running to...
1: up to the oscars i'm personally looking forward no. to after the oscar special when we can you know start actioning this long list of emails that Ab- have come absolutely. through yeah oh my God. <laughs> that, that
0: is, we, we need to start we need to actually start like i think we should put a vote up that would be quite a fun way to do this um, yeah, i don't be. quite know where we do but uh of course and thank you again for ktc graphics design where you can see our wonderful artwork and all of her artwork is there in the etsy page linked below uh, I think that's it, yeah. yeah. I, I think we I'm, have a show. We have a show, mate. It's great to see you again. Look yeah, you. you too. Are you going to be out in the sun today? Yeah. What are you going to do? Out. What? Gonna get, you're going to take your top off. You're going to get a yeah. bit of a tan, yeah. are you? Yeah, I'm going to go.
1: Might, 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 might get a tinny. Not sure. Oh, we tinny. tinny. Roll the shorts up so your thighs get a little bit of sun as well. i get a bit pink. <laughs> in the back of my neck's already gotten done. <laughs> Has it actually? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I sat outside, sat outside on a couch. Uh, for about just some couch on the oh, street yeah, no no yeah, yeah no no no, no. like a pistine
0: uh, couch next to a hobo uh, with a can of...
1: not... <laughs> <laughs> no no, no, it was a go- it was it was a garden room with a couch in it, and they brought the couch out so people would come into the garden and sit so and then I was sat sat on it, and the back of my back of my neck got super pink and what did the family
0: that lived in the home think about some stranger just sat on the couch in their garden? Don't, you were pissed up they, at the time weren't you you were brought, still coming brought me a
1: lemonade you it.
0: were still coming down from a high weren't you yeah, 100%, <laughs> I, don't know where I, was.
1: I couldn't even tell you where this was
0: it's great are we good it's though as wandering. well now that, lock, now that lockdown's done because you'll be able to get smack much easier because you've had a bit of a struggle you know <laughs> for your exactly. dealers and stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: good to see you getting back to form yeah, don't uh kids don't do drugs <laughs>
0: <laughs> we still record we yeah listen. we are we are, as we as are, we
1: are. Listening, bye now. bye right, bye bye